Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Frank Film Club. I'm Maisie Williams and I'm an actor and producer. I'm Larry Roberts and I'm a producer and filmmaker. I'm Hannah Marie Williams and I'm a casting director. And welcome to our club. Hello everyone and welcome back to Frank Film Club. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, today we are going to be speaking about the iconic movie The Devil Wears Prada um, which came out in 2006 and it was directed by David Frankel. I'm so excited to chat about this movie with you both but before we get into it all what have you been up to how have you been what have you been working on how are you doing been very good thanks yeah um yeah work's going well have some projects are moving along quite nicely which is really exciting um and then just had a really lovely weekend nice pubby weekend watch some football etc so lovely yeah it was good about you, i wish i could get into football but it's just not any sport is just not for me. Never, not even during the World Cup. Sometimes, the sometimes the rugby, <laughs> and you get into yeah. At, well, don't know what's happening, but <laughs> atmosphere-wise, yes, yeah. I can yeah. see it. Rugby in Cardiff, yeah, when Wales fun. are playing, is so much fun. Yeah, you can't not get into that. Yeah, you, that's true. Out. I haven't been doing that though. I haven't been watching any form of sport. No. I feel like I've just come through a massive tornado of work, and yeah. now we're starting to like level out, and I can see above the yeah tornado yeah Lovely. and yeah. it's not like you're not just like reaching for football you're like i can do, i would like to do other things <laughs> oh yeah 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 now i've got some spare time i think i'd rather not watch men running around a pitch kicking a ball no shade sorry you have to be yeah men? women's football i'm a f- i'm sorry yeah <laughs> yeah anyway what have you been up to I have been um, raising money for an incredible organisation I work with and I designed this t-shirt at Christmas and we were selling those recently, designed a t-shirt, very cool. Um, And yeah, I've been working with like the amazing Mazzy project and been loving doing, yeah, doing that, working with, with Mel and the team and meeting some really, really amazing kids that the organisation helps and yeah, it's been really fulfilling. Nice. The t-shirts are very cool. Glad you like them. Yeah. I wanted it to be like, you know, food, but also movies. Love that. Well, I'm glad that you've both been good. And I'm really excited to chat about this film because it's so iconic and it's really nice. I love it when we get to do episodes about films that have been out for a little while and that we know and love. Um, so a little bit more information. Um, it was written by Aline Brosh McKenna. And it's based on a book by the same novel by Lauren Weisberg. Um, And it was directed by David Frankel, as I said earlier, starring Meryl Streep, Anne Hathaway, Emily Blunt and Stanley Tucci. It came out in 2006, but the book itself was optioned before the book was even finished in 2003. So Fox were very excited to get this one made. And obviously we can also see why. But um, first of all, what did you think on this rewatch? What did you learn? What did you learn for the first time? What did you already know about this movie? How was it? I just realised how much I do not know about this film. 
I love anything which is based on the fashion industry because it's just so alien to me. I actually wanted to work in fashion before I worked in casting as a photographer, fashion photographer. That's what I studied was photography for fashion and advertising. And I like portraits, but I really wanted to work in the fashion industry. So anything like this, I used to lap it up. But even now watching it, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Which is also why I love Triangle of Sadness, the mm -hmm. beginning bit of that, especially. Um, I, again, as, as it is with a lot of old films that I used to watch, you know, when I was a teenager, I thought, oh, I wonder if I'm going to find any of this like really um, black and white, like um, stereotypical characters, minimizing female characters. Like, am I going to find any of that on this watch now that I'm older? But uh, no, I just love it. Mm. <laughs> I, I just mean, love it. Yeah, it is just, uh, it's very layered, I feel. Yeah. I feel like there, what, what did you think on this rewatch? I, I feel like I have rewatched this a lot over the years anyway. Yeah. But on this rewatch, I feel like... I just, because I was thinking of it, I like knew we were going to be chatting about it. So I was like, okay, what do I actually think about like the themes in this film? And actually didn't really find that many things wrong with it and actually loved the questions that it's posing. Mm -hmm. um, but when I watched it when I was younger, I didn't get any of that from it. But what I know I did get from it when I was younger is that like, it was just like amazing to be able to watch a fun film when we were teenagers that wasn't a rom-com. I mean, like I know it has oh, yeah. romance in it, but it's not, it's not a love story. It's true. It's like about these women. Mm. And I was like, that was actually really rare of that time. Like for, of all the films that we grew up with, we didn't really, this is like a bit old. of one of a kind from what I can think of at the top of my head, of the main ones that I watched anyway. And for that reason, I'm like, I love it and would love to see more like this because it is so rewatchable. Yeah. I think it's probably my most rewatched film ever. A couple of series ago, we did um, Legally Blonde. Mm. Um, and I remember us chatting then about how amazing it was to see a character who was just like so driven to work hard and it was about their career. And I hadn't really acknowledged that about this movie when I watched it when I was a kid. And this time around, like was really like moved by a lot of the discussions in the film about like your career and what you want and like what it means mm. and like the work-life balance and I had never really taken that from this movie when I watched it when I was a lot younger like mm. I, I I don't really know what I loved about it we spoke about yeah. this earlier I don't know what I loved then but now I feel like it really spoke to me as like a young woman who's like actually out you know securing bag and like mm. you know getting it done so um on that work-life balance, um, which of the characters do you think has got it right? Like, who, That's a great question. Yeah. Mm. I don't think anybody has got it right in this. Well, I think it's a very personal balance. What you think is right is probably not right to somebody else. That's true. And like for me, to feel like fulfilled I need to have fulfillment in my work and that requires a lot of time so that for me is right but for somebody else it might be that like minimal minimal work and that they want to spend more time on personal things so I don't know for me I actually think that Andy is striving for it and I think she will eventually get it like she understands like the balance I think mm. a lot more than anybody else 
But she, I don't think she has it in this film, but she will eventually. Yeah. But to be honest with you, I kind of have this strange view on like work-life balance because I really love my work so much and it is my life. And I do, and like not in a way where it's like, I can't do anything else because I spend too much time working. Um, like I pick and choose all the jobs that I do. I'm like in a lucky position that I get to do that. So I'm the only one to blame if it's too busy mm. <laughs> because I was the one that chose to do it. So for that reason, like I kind of feel happiest when I'm like working a lot. Yeah. So I would say that Emily Charlton is like my favorite because she just like would do anything for yeah. her job. Well, actually, if like, basing it on that, I'd say that it is actually Miranda who's doing it because she's at least, she's also like, choose, she's the boss of what she's doing. Whereas right, I suppose true. Emily, Emily is, is still kind of like, uh. that's true, that's true. Yeah, I mean, oh, I don't want to say like, I think Miranda Priestley's got it right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but like, to be fair, there are parts that like, I find her character really like, I can't decide whether I sympathise with her or not. Mm. Because at times you do, and then suddenly you're just like, oh, no, but you're actually just being horrible. But then you're like, oh, but this is like, oh, I don't know. She, when she says to Andy, well, you already did it. And then Andy's like, no, I didn't. And it's like, well, no, you kind of already did, like, stand on someone to get into a better place. Mm-hmm. It's very layered, isn't it? She's a really interesting character. Mm. Um, and it's really, it's not like as simple as, like, the goodies and the baddies and, like, the right decision and the wrong decision. Because, like... You know, even when Anne, no, not Anne, even when Andy is like at dinner with her friends and they're all throwing her phone around and kind of like how stressed she is, like you're really excited that she's like killing it at her job. And like, how did you feel in that moment? I'm really curious to know. That bit really stresses me out. Like, I really feel for her. Yeah. Because I think I know that I'm someone who gets really, people know how to wind me up in that kind of thing. Mm. And I just, I've definitely had that to me before. Triggered. I yeah. think it's so it's horrible because she, and then when she just goes mad at them because you obviously would because she's just like I'm just trying to do good. Yeah. I um, I feel for her in that moment. Yeah, I'm really glad you said that because I was watching it like, is that justified for her to like be mad at them? Because like I know that I would act that way. No, well, that, I yeah. So I just don't way. think you, I I think it's really rude to do that. Yeah. to somebody because yeah. what is important to you. Like, say, if it was, like, your mum calling you. Mm. I, I know that's really not... you. Can't really, that just goes to show my outlook on <laughs> relationships. But I, I just... I think it stresses me out because I've definitely been in that situation where I've had to run away from a table to make a phone call. And you feel terrible, but, like, you have to do it. Yeah. And maybe this conversation would be a much more varied outlook if we were doing different things. Because I feel like the film industry is probably not as much as the fashion industry. But it's like definitely similarities where it's like all or nothing. Yeah, thing. absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know whether we're like best place to talk about work-life balance. Because no. we would run away from the table to take any film call. <laughs> so, know. you know, but yeah, no, I thought it was really disrespectful. And I wasn't on their side at all when no. they were doing that. Yeah. <laughs> You said that you like grew up being very fascinated with the fashion industry. Yeah. One of the my favorite speeches from this movie is like the beginning one where Andy's kind of like I don't know anything about this stuff and then Miranda's like this stuff like 
you know, it involves you every day, what you wear when you wake up in the morning, like the image that you want to project. Did it, this is, did this film like make you view fashion any differently or have you always kind of felt that way about like how important fashion is every single day? I think when I was younger, I, I re that's what I really enjoyed about this because I wanted to work in fashion and actually now probably a bit more jaded by that. And that's, I still very much respect the fashion industry and think it's really important. And what's important to some people is, you know, mm. that's their career, so it is important. But yeah, I think I'd probably change the other way from watching it all being older, mm. yeah. you know? What did what do you, you think? think about that? I, I feel like, well, I know watching it, it makes me wanna, it does, it does make me appreciate fashion more because I, I'm definitely someone who's like, would be like, oh, I'll just wear whatever. But then actually when it comes to it, if I've got to go to a party on Friday this week, oh. <laughs> beautiful purple, <laughs> um, then like I would actually panic and be like, oh my God, I have no clothes and then would feel shit. And like, so I do understand that putting like you have to wear clothes every day and like it does actually make such a difference and then when they like there's a lot of speeches in the throughout the film that like really are like this is why fashion is amazing and why it's such it is an art and I get it and I was like oh actually I feel like I'm I don't give it the appreciation it needs although it is like an expensive thing as well mm. like you can't not everyone can just like have really amazing clothes but it really do, I definitely do really appreciate it Mm -hmm. because of this film yeah I think that was what I was kind of learning is just like more about like the fashion world and like the way that it's kind of um structured I guess and like the way that people view like their career I have a stylist now who used to work in Vogue oh and she talks about it kind of like this. I mean, it, Lauren's book is based on her experience being a um, assistant at Vogue. Um, okay. To Anna uh, Winter. No way. So it's like based on her. Yeah, like mm. loosely, you know. Yeah, in, yeah. Yeah, in lots of ways. Um, so I found it really interesting, like having this really like an inside look at like what it's like to work at a you know really successful fashion magazine and it seems pretty authentic um did right. you see the september issue no which the was documentary yeah i never saw it no it it feels like that everyone's running around and it feels like that very high pace high pressure mind who you speak to and the way you speak to them sort of environment mm -hmm. like very like super hierarchical Mm. And I know it's like that in a lot of industries, but like very unspoken. But you must know when you come through this door who is who you need to answer to, sort of thing. Yeah, it's a really good documentary. Mm. But it's it's right what she's saying. Like the influence of what we're doing might seem so trivial to you, but it tapers down and does dictate like little miniature, like. I don't know, like sets of people who like yeah. punks or whatever. Yeah, subcultures. Subcultures, that's what I mean. Identity, belonging. Like I've always, uh, yeah, I always loved fashion. And, but then I also could see the side of it where it's like, but is any of this really important? Like, you know, like there's bigger things in the world. But actually I think like our identity and like 
wanting to belong to something is like integral to like us as people and i think that that is expressed and defined through fashion like every single day yeah so like i do see the argument that it's like you know this like trivial movie about fashion haha let's all laugh at everyone but like i do kind of get like the thing that stanley like stanley tucci kind of like speaking yeah nigel speaking about um mm. yeah like who he was when he was growing up and like why like it's so impactful to him i think it's got a really really good message at the heart of it this film yeah. i think that it was also why it's lasted and it's like held up so well because there's more than just like the fun and like when it's funny it's hilarious um but there's also like like kind of little tear jerk moments that are like really yeah really heartfelt so let's talk about the casting yeah, yeah. talk about the cast they approached meryl streep to play Miranda Priestley like immediately knew that that she was who they wanted to play her, um, and she turned it down. Oh, yeah, no way. But then they cloned her. They, <laughs> <laughs> no, she turned it down. Um, but she didn't uh, because they didn't offer kind of in like good Miranda Priestley fashion. They didn't do a very good offer, okay. and so she started to like step into her own as an actress and like demanding the sort of pay that she wanted and um like went back and asked for basically double the fee and they nice were like one. yeah absolutely let's do it oh my god um who do you think they originally wanted to um to cast as andy this was after princess diaries obviously yeah right after princess diaries right after it yeah i think princess diaries came out in like 2003 I don't know, no. yeah, maybe. I'm trying to think who was, like, the thing. Yeah, that's a good way of going around mm. it. Yeah. 2003. Not like, Hilary like... Duff or, like, Lindsay Lohan. Oh, you're getting close. Okay, she was in a movie with Lindsay Lohan around that time. Um, Amanda like Fox. <laughs> no, really close. It's um, Rachel McAdams, who played oh! Regina George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. at the time... Like she was sort of in, she had just come out of Mean Girls and, oh, I think she just came out of Mean Girls. But um, yeah, and was sort of just like really like an interesting spot. But she wanted to take her career in a different place. And then so Anne Hathaway auditioned and um, she had been, she'd done Princess Diaries and had done a lot of things that skewed a lot younger, mm. um, like audience wise. And um, they weren't sure if like something like this was going to work. Like, in the market, you know, mm -hmm. but I mean, it did. It was absolutely amazing. She auditioned, and she really, desperately, desperately wanted it, and killed it, and played Andy perfectly. Couldn't yeah. imagine anyone else as her. She is really good in it. That's really funny to like think of how different that would be because Anne Hathaway is so naturally wholesome, and Rachel McAdams has played characters like that for sure. Mm. But I think it would have felt it would have felt a lot more adult actually. What with Rachel McAdams? Yeah. Mm. There's something really playful about mm. it. Interesting. Yeah. And But she turned it down, you said? Uh, yes. Cool. She turned it down. I think, and then she went on to do like the time travellers. I think she was really trying to move more into like drama, you know? Cool. Yeah. Which is so interesting because Anne Hathaway had became like this like drama actress, you know, like, mm. Yeah. I think, and it's it's interesting to think that she kind of started out on like Princess Diaries and things like this that yeah. are like way more skewed towards like comedy. Yeah, mm -hmm. I hadn't really acknowledged that before. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like she's it. having um, a bit of a resurgence at the moment as well. Like, did, what's she doing at the moment? Well, um, she, she did. We crashed, which I loved. <gasps> yes, amazing, so good. 
But I don't know. I feel like she, she like culturally, I feel like a lot of people are loving her at the moment, yeah. and I feel like she sort of went away for a few years. Yeah, or she, she was she was always around, but like wasn't as much of a yeah like top 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 name. Yeah, she's she's so. I mean, this is not the most amazing thing about her, but she's so beautiful, like incredible to look at. Mm. Incredible. Anne Hathaway actually like gained and lost and gained and lost. Let's wait for this. Can you believe that? Wait, is she is she actually? Yeah, she yo- like sort of yo-yoed for the film. Like no she, way. I guess she gained and then she lost and then wow. went back to normal. I don't know. One bit that I was a bit like ooh Question. was um, when her and uh, Nigel were celebrating um, his potential promotion or new partnership, and then he said, "Oh, you look fab." Um, oh, size six, and she goes no four, and then they cheers to that, and I was like, oh, there was you a lot of weight chat, yeah, yeah, and like I, I get it when it was, it could be laughed at, of like, well, no, I don't really get it when it was like, oh, that's just the industry and the industry, like laughing at the industry for having that, yeah, thought, but then when she also got on board with it and it kept on going, and she was like, yeah, I have lost weight, I'm like, mm. I was, mm. I, I was kind of surprised that it didn't have it in more though. Yeah. I don't know. If it's about fashion and it was made in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, I, I was surprised that there wasn't more chat about it. Yeah. I didn't like any of the chat about it. I didn't think it was, like, necessary at all. It feels icky when you're watching it, the weight chat, but that was so prevalent in the fashion industry. Now, I wonder what it's like now, though, the fashion industry, because mm. it is still models. I know there's a lot more diversity with, um, yeah. or, you know, who- magazine and shoots like that but runway still feels very small yeah it's kind of got a little bit more dangerous now because people still feel like everyone should be a certain way be super silly but they just talk about it like behind models backs or like like online Mm. but like when no one's you know what I mean when it's public facing it's like we're inclusive but like I think some yeah yeah so so you would so you wouldn't get a job because maybe you're the wrong size. And back in the day they would the agent might be like, You should just think about losing a bit and get more work. But now that doesn't happen, but they just don't get the jobs and they just fall off. I see. Yeah, it can be that way. I mean there's definitely like new designers that are coming in and they're like actually more inclusive with the way that they cast. Um, but in terms of like the in the, like the prestigious part mm. of the industry, I think that um, yeah, there's like a less like will less willingness to grow and adapt and change. Yeah, classic, classic. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's like that in the film industry as well. Totally. Though. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. But it's 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 slowly like sort of bleeding out. Yeah. Yeah. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. 
Can we talk about the love interests and the boyfriend? Yes. CJ I'm so Clay. glad. I forget his name. Nate? Christian. Nate. Christian and Nick. Oh my God. I hate Christian. I've hate, always hate, hate hated him. Gym. All of his scenes make my skin crawl. Yeah, he's, he's grim. And yeah. you know that he's he's doing that to like a lot of women. Oh. Yeah. Ech. Yeah. Ech, ech. But also, what about that like, oh, I can't remember the words, when they're in Paris. Yeah. And she's like saying all these excuses and then she's like, oh, I just like keep... She's like, I've, and now I've run out of... Ex- like she's saying no a million different ways, basically. And then she's like, I've run out of excuses. And then oh, they just start God. kissing. And I was like, this oh. feels really wrong. Yeah. That was one thing that I know when I was younger, I always hated him yeah. even then. Yeah. Which is good that I knew that that was you, a bad thing. Yeah. What do you think about <laughs> Nate? What do you think about that relationship? And mm. do you think that he's holding her back? Um, do you think that he is right to be upset? I think it's unfair of him to be so angry like he doesn't actually seem supportive of this career path for her at any point and I understand or does maybe he does a little I think he does I think he's more this is like what I took maybe he's like more he's more offended that she's changing mm. which I find like problematic yeah a bit. that is true actually yeah yeah and he's like oh I don't like the clothes don't like the duh. because it seemed like he always wanted her to have a great job but then as soon yeah. as she did he was like th- finding all these other reasons not to like it yeah mm. especially when the way that she explains it to her dad is like I need to just do this for a year and then I can get a job anywhere and surely she would have said that to him mm-hmm. and for him to be totally unsupportive is is rubbish I think the thing for me on this watch that I was more like oh was that he was like you're changing your whole life for your job but then he was like, hey, I got a job in Boston, but you can come with me. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, for your job, no, you can't no, change. But yeah. actually, pick up sticks and move all yeah. across the country with me mm. to go. I, I don't know if it's across, across the country. Boston, Boston yeah. uh, they were going to? It's like a, just a, a state or two across. Well, I just Still, thought, you're a hypocrite. So yeah. Yeah. I hadn't actually realised that. There's like a lot of stuff online about him being like the real villain of Devil Wears Prada. What do you think about that? I don't know that he's like full villain, but I think he's a bit of he's a bit of an antagonist. Well, he's definitely an antagonist, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, but he is also standing up for he like when she's annoyed about Miranda being an absolute dick, he supports her in that, and it's like yeah, she has been a dick to you. Mm. So that's kind of nice of him. But then there's also like the things we've just said, like yeah. Like, if I was going to play devil's advocate <laughs> and try and see it from his perspective, like, I guess if your significant other was really, really, really stressed out at work and, like, were, were, weren't enjoying the things that they used to enjoy and, like, had to just, like, do all of these things and go above and beyond for their boss and, like, continually complain to you about it, which she does, like, she really makes it his problem too. Mm. And then you give advice being, like, maybe you just, like, shouldn't, do it anymore I mean that's not validating maybe how like good the good days are Mm. so it's not necessarily the answer but like it would be kind of hard to have a significant other where you're like this this is what's wrong this is what I think you should do and then they just keep saying no 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 I'm not going to do it you'd be a bit like well then I can't help you so can you stop complaining about it and like let's have dinner (laughs) yeah that is very fair enough yeah 
But at the same time, I do feel like he doesn't really try to like put himself in her shoes or like understand why she's so driven, why she loves it, like what she sees. He kind of just starts playing like how Andy used to play and being like, you don't even like clothes. Yeah. Mm. So, Mm. and I think that like, you're allowed to just change and grow in relationships. They're just not good for each other afterwards. Maybe they were good before, but like now that Andy like has maybe just like bigger expectations for her career it's like not worth it anymore it doesn't work out yeah as well what did you think about her like about her changing her image for for the job is and like it, having this makeover like is it anti-feminist to be like I loved it. <laughs> no, I think it's. I think that's actually quite great because she does. Feel, she does like come alive. She feels amazing. Yeah, yeah. she and, looks yeah. amazing. She feels amazing. Yeah, because that's something that that was a big question this time watching it, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, you what would feel think? so fab if you were wearing those amazing clothes every day. I don't know how she was getting all those clothes the whole time. <laughs> yeah, Maybe budget. they just get like given to her. I don't know. But, like, you would feel amazing, and it doesn't make you any less of a feminist at all. No. Yeah. Um, I just thought we actually haven't said about Emily Blunt. Yeah, there. Emily Blunt, who plays Emily Charlton. I thought she was absolutely fabulous She's in this. so good. Yeah. Really so good. The Stanley Tucci and Emily Blunt, they met on this film, right? Yeah. And now Emily Blunt's sister is married to Tucci. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I think because of this movie, Stanley went to Emily's wedding to John Krasinski. John Krasinski? Oh, yeah. And it was there that he met her sister, and then now they're in love. That's so lovely. lovely. I know. Um, Okay, any guesses on the budget? Ooh, how much they spent? Well, I feel like because we know old Meryl... Up to, up to fear. her fear bit. Maybe we're looking at big ones. Mm. Like it was Fox. It was a studio movie. Ooh. They optioned the book before it even came out. Like it was, but it was two thousand six as well. So thirty, maybe twenty, maybe thirty, oh, maybe twenty. I'm, I'm thinking we're in thirties. Oh, Thir- you go. I'll, I'll say. I'm going to say thirty. I'll go thirty-five. Forty-one. Oh, <gasps> forty-one. Blimey, that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, million for. This That's absolute really... masterpiece. Yeah. Um, but guess how much it took at the box office. This is this is amazing. Like one could only dream of making a hit this good. Three hundred million. Is it? Yeah. Ding ding oh, ding. Is it? Three hundred and twenty-seven oh, million. Wow. Can you believe that? Oh wow. Great games. Yeah, so good. Um, so it was obviously a smash, and everyone loved it. As I said earlier, they optioned the book before it had even come out. A couple of years ago, I think it was mm, 2014. The author wrote a sequel to the, her book. Oh. And it was Smart. called When Life Gives You Lululemons. How good is that? That is so funny. Um, and, of course, when it came out, everyone was like, oh, my God, are they going to do a sequel? Are they going to bring it back? But I think the studio and David Frankel and the writer, Aline, were like, we don't know if it really makes sense. But recently I've been hearing more chats from, like, I think people have been asking Emily Blunt and Anne Hathaway in interviews, mm. like, would you come back and do it again? Do you think that they should do another one? What do you think they should explore? How do you think we show progression? Yeah. I don't know. I, I would love for them to do another one and them, well, in the title it sounds like they're, they're talking about different parts of fashion, like Lululemon is... Yeah, yo, athleisure, yeah, pants, kind of things. Yeah. yeah, it would be interesting to 
see some other aspects of fashion that are more like discussed now mm-hmm. but maybe not as sexy I'm like thinking about like sustainability and like <laughs> workforce and like people working yeah. like cheap labor and all that yeah. stuff but I'm sure that's not as like <laughs> entertaining like yeah. That, yeah. Um, but I would love that and I would love to see something about how things have changed for the characters obviously but um for the fashion industry as well okay nice mm. yeah i like that go more of the approach of like how the world has changed yeah i like that yeah no complete completely agree on that but also it is like they did it so well in devil was prada that it is yeah. like sometimes it's like just don't touch it but at least it wouldn't just be like the devil was prada too yeah and it would it sounds like it's like a bit of a separate story in itself. It's not yeah. like a full-on mm. remake, I would guess, from that. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I haven't read the yeah. Lululemon's one. I don't think it did quite as well, but mm. still, exciting. So, I, can't, I don't know who the designer is, the costume designer for this film, so mm, don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for the costumes for the film it was really hard to get designers to commit to lending clothes because no one wanted to upset Anna Winter herself. Oh, yeah. And it ended up being Prada that, like, first initiated, like, conversations with the movie and lending clothes, and then slowly other designers started to warm up to the idea. But everyone was terrified. How cool is that? Well, (laughs) how was it received by Anna Winter and, yeah, and Vogue? Well... She went to the premiere. Oh, so pretty good. And guess what? what? She wore Prada. Oh, right. Oh, so she really I love that. It. Okay, she really cool. embraced it. Yeah. Um, however, because uh, Lauren ha- used to work at, at her office, um, I think she managed to get like the art designer, the art director, or someone in there. But they recreated Anna's office so perfectly that after she watched the movie, she went and redecorated the whole thing. That's really oh, funny. Oh, you were doing yeah. yeah. But she warmed up to it. And I think like her and Meryl Streep had this kind of viral moment on the Vogue, on the Condé Nast YouTube channel recently, or like a few years ago. Um, and yeah, I think like now, I mean, it's such an iconic movie, but no one knew. No one knew if it was going to be great, if it was going to be like mean, derogatory, like whatever. And mm-hmm. it's like so iconic. And it's like, you know, accurate in lots of ways that I think now it's like a badge of honour for Anna Winter. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, she was definitely like not happy about it. Okay. Sort of being made at the beginning. So mad. Yeah, I feel like as much as it um, it shows her in, it shows her in a lot of different lights. And, but ultimately like you are kind of like, well, you like what you're doing. You're obviously pretty sick of it. Yeah, you I, go, I feel like I fully understood her. Mm. Like the way that she delivers what she delivers as well. Oh, there's just there's a a tone to her voice that is so terrifying, so calm, so like I've seen it all before. It's perfectly pitched. Yeah. But yeah, I just understood. She's really busy. Yeah. She's a busy lady. I know, no nonsense. So that was so lovely to chat about that movie. Um what are your final thoughts? I'm really glad I've watched this film again. It brought back so many memories of young Hannah wanting to do fashion stuff. And I really appreciate knowing more about that through this film. And I think you hit the nail on the head, or maybe it was you at the beginning, that it was this film is really great because it's not a rom-com mm-hmm. and that it did so well. And it's about a woman working out a work-life balance. And yeah, mm. um, I loved it. 
Je agree. Yeah, yeah, I just love rewatching this film. I watched it with Ron, who hadn't really seen it before, and he was like, his review was, we'll probably watch again. So oh, strong. <laughs> it's definitely a rewatchable. Yeah. Um, and also, I just love the song that it opens with. I was so excited when it opened. Suddenly, yeah, suddenly. Yeah. You know the one? Katie Tunstall. Well. Yeah. yeah so, there were so many good songs in it. Well, yeah, it's got a good soundtrack. As well. It's got a great soundtrack. Mm. So, yeah, great time all around. What about you? I, yeah, I really love watching this film. I, I love it more after watching it recently. I think, like, there's just so much more in it that, like, I love and that I'm like, I feel seen, I feel seen and recognised. Um, yeah, whereas before it was just like, I felt, uh, yeah, I guess I thought it was more of like a rom-com before. I didn't think it was like as meaningful or impactful. Mm. Had a really, really great time watching it. It's funny because it's another Anne Hathaway makeover, which is like a recurring thing. Yeah, it's always her thing. Yeah. What is everyone's obsession with, like, making her own? Yeah. Like, oh, now she's beautiful. Yeah. She's, she is beautiful. <laughs> now she is valid. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. To round it all off, I know that you guys have also done the BuzzFeed, which yes. never was proud of character, are you? But I thought it would be fun for us to guess what the other person's <laughs> result is going to be before we reveal what our results were. Okay. Okay. Okay, let's start with Hannah. Oh, don't. I've. <laughs> I think, right, I, this is because you messaged being like, I've, I audibly gasped when I got my results. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that, see? So because of that, I'm thinking Miranda. Yeah, I'm thinking Miranda. Was that what you were going to say yeah. as well? Yeah. And well, why were you going to say that? Because of that or because you yeah. think that. Well, because. <laughs> I'm a bitch. <laughs> because I think that <laughs> you get shit done. No, yeah, you like work insanely hard. Like, I've never seen anything like it. Like, you're. In what you do in casting, you really are managing multiple jobs at the same time, even though it's all casting. Like, you work with so many different people, and then you work with all of the actors as well. You have your own company. Like, it's you and it's Bridget. I've, like, I find it... And so for that reason, I'm just, like, I feel like your work ethic is Miranda Priestley. Yeah. Well, that's a really nice complimentary way of <laughs> giving me Miranda. I do respect Miranda, yeah. and I got Miranda. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely got it. It was weird though because when I was answering the questions, I was like, "I'm definitely going to be Miranda." I'm I'm not mad at it. I'm fine with no, that. That's great. Yeah, I'm nicer than her. So. Yeah, yeah. And I, she's not like the villain until the end, her final line. But if they had her final line as something else, like you're constantly like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah. She loves what she does. Love it. Okay, what about what about Larry? I what think were all of the options was it just like was it I just the big know. four Nigel Emily Andy Miranda yeah I think it was I think so yeah. yeah I think you're an Andy <gasps> I I was mm. <laughs> what did you think I don't know well I've I was I was gonna say Emily or Andy well or Stanley I don't oh, know Emily. but like why I don't know why to be honest with you just because like I think you're really like on it Andy kind of reminds me of someone that's like I don't know what I want and I don't get that from you at all but like also like I feel like me being like yeah I think you're like Emily is like also not a good thing either so I think you're like Andy because Andy has a very pure soul and she wants to do good and she's very driven if she puts her mind to something. Mm -hmm. And I think that of you, actually, oh. is that you, the way that you work is very ethical, very hardworking. Yeah. And you, 
you just there's no there's no like fuss. You just like I'll just get on with whatever it is that I need to do. It's true. Yeah, you do. And and also you're like everyone loves to work with you. Yes, you're not like there's no <laughs> malice, malition. Like everyone loves to spend time with you. Yeah. Well, I got Emily. <laughs> oh, <did you? laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> what does it say? Um, it was like you're like driven to do what you want to do and like you'll like get it done if you want it yeah yeah basically you're selfish (laughs) not correct on that point but yeah yeah but yeah that's so funny okay Maze. um okay you're tooch for sure you're nigel i'm between andy and nigel for you okay why i think andy for the same reasons that you've just complimented (laughs) me with actually um yeah all of those same reasons and then Nigel kind of similar again. I think he's actually really wholesome and but it's like a little bit more like straight. He's like all right. Yeah. Less of the nonsense though. Yeah, and he's uh, but also like the thing is with Emily is that she does it because she's like a like also wants to please people, but then with Nigel like he kind of is like happy. He's like yeah. confident in himself. It's yeah. it's that. So the same thing that I said about Larry, but there's like a confidence and an ease. Yeah, no, I haven't got that. Sorry, Larry. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I, I would actually take it all back. I feel like you're a Nigel. I would have said Nigel, actually. Oh, my dad will be but thrilled then, as he is called yeah. Nigel. No, <laughs> <laughs> this is my daughter, Nigel. Hi, I'm Nigel. <laughs> okay, I got Emily too. Oh, yay! Okay. Really <laughs> yeah, I've got Emily as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's nice. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Love that you got the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. I don't mind. <laughs> I am older. Fantastic. Well, um, it was just the classic BuzzFeed, which character are you? So go and do that yourselves. Yeah. yeah. Tell us what you got. Yeah, tell us what you got. And thank you for listening. <laughs> hope you enjoyed that episode next week we're going to be talking about blonde which is a film directed by andrew dominic it's available to watch on netflix um although i would recommend that you check the trigger warning before watching it but if you have a watch i hope you enjoy and we will see you next week bye bye This podcast was presented by Wrapped. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.